2: Here we are.
3: On a Wednesday, hump day, middle of the weekday, over the hill day, we are closer to Friday than we were on Monday, and that's a good thing. Uh, Razorbacks playing against Liberty on Saturday, so I'm looking forward to that. Don't chalk that up in the win column just yet, all right? Liberty is not a rollover. That's not going to be a just a rollover. I'm excited today. I haven't had her on. Uh, she used to be on the power panel Uh, She's not on the power panel anymore because she was running for office And now we're six days out
4: That's right (laughs) Six days out
3: And Heather Turchi is here You know her uh, from my shows, Heather Beach Yep (laughs) And uh, you'll remember when she decided to run and she talked about it on the air And now here she is sitting in the studio Ready to go under my questioning So uh, she's ready to do her thing But before we get into it you know, Jimmy Cavan and I have been uh, bringing as much to light as we can about what the mayor is not doing about FOIA here in the uh, the city of Little Rock. Uh, last night, things got heated at city council. Uh, Cappy uh, Peck was questioning uh, the mayor and was got into a heated debate with him. Right. He uh, says that he hasn't... Uh, Hidden anything? Kathy says you're calling me a liar because she heard Bruce Moore said that the the, the uh, mayor asked him not to forward some uh, some paperwork to her. So l- let me just read the story that came out late last night. This came to me as a uh, as a hit uh, from uh, KATV. Uh, Tuesday's meeting, the city of Little Rock's board of directors got heated as one member accused Mayor uh, Frank Scott of blocking the release of city documents. That's Director uh, Cappy Peck. But the big part of this story, the biggest part of this story, is earlier before the meeting, Yeah, Pulaski County Prosecutor Larry Jagley, who I tried to get on the air, but he said that there were things going on, so he couldn't come on and talk about it. So I I will try to get him on again to come on and talk about why he he sent this letter, Wrote a letter to uh, Little Rock City Attorney Tom Carpenter saying he has, quote, had about enough of this nonsense with Little Rock City Hall about the Freedom of Information Act. Jagley promised his office would uphold and enforce the law. Uh, That entire letter is viewed right here in front of me so that you'll know about it. I've got it in front of me. Uh, I don't need to read it to you. I just told you what's in it. And uh, he's warning the mayor. I mean, basically, he's warning the mayor, uh, we might have to see you in court. He wrote this letter to the Little Rock City Attorney, uh, stating that he was full of it. I mean, not that the mayor was full of it, but that Larry was full of going through all of, all of this stuff. Uh, because last week, a uh, Little Rock uh, court judge ruled in favor of Matt Campbell... From Blue Hog, and uh, he's an attorney and blogger who sued the city, and offered the the city to uh, ordered the city to provide uh, rolling disclosures of documents and quote shall go no more than two days without producing as many of the requested records as are available at that time unquote. In that lawsuit, the city admitted and acknowledged. That they failed to comply with the requirements of the FOIA regarding response to records requests and producing public records. That is against the law. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to understand that. That's against the law because this is the only way you can get transparency from your government is to know what they're doing. Other than that, everything's done behind closed doors, smoke-filled rooms. I don't know if they're smoke-filled anymore. Probably avocado toast being served or something like that. But the (laughs) bottom line is that they get behind closed doors and make these uh, decisions. Part of the judge's order also stated that if the city failed to meet any of the two-day deadlines for providing additional records, the court... Would issue a show cause order to Mayor Frank Scott to appear in court in court and explain why they shouldn't be held in contempt. Campbell told KATV since the October 25th ruling, he's received nearly nearly okay, understand he hasn't received all yet. Nearly all documents that he requested from the city except documents Uh, related to LitFest, because everybody's wondering where the money went, (laughs) and the mayor's cell phone records, a city-issued cell phone. Now, Jimmy's been on, he's been on this for a long, long time, and you've heard it all here on my show on Thursdays. He'll be back on tomorrow at 9 o'clock, and we'll deal with this again. I want Jagley to get the mayor. Uh, in court, right? He, right. He, he's breaking the law. Right. Enough of this crap that right. he's trying to do, and he's he's got to be held co- accountable.
4: I just hope people are paying attention.
3: Well, they sh- they should be. They yeah. they probably don't think it's a big deal. Right. I, I talk to people times, and they go, "Oh, what's the big deal?" Well, the big deal is they could be screwing you, and you don't even know it. Right. Or maybe you've just got so used to the screwing you don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I don't know. I don't know what it is about that. But anyway, uh, we'll be on that tomorrow. I'll, I'll I'll let you know. Nine o'clock tomorrow. You won't want to miss the show. I can guarantee you won't want to miss the show. alright right, 6-12. I'm going to go ahead and get our first break early here so that uh, we can come back and we can get right to it with Heather and we won't be disturbed until the bottom of the hour. Uh, don't forget about East End Towing. They're out to help you if you're on the side of the road, if your car breaks down. Or if the you know, you're know you carrying your boat behind your uh, your car and the trailer goes bad, uh, they'll come out and they'll help you then. Or if you got your camper, that you're towing, and it goes bad, they'll come out and help you on that. Or if you're driving your camper, uh, they'll come out, and they can take care of your camper if it breaks down, and it's on the side of the road. they got the, believe me, they have the tow equipment that they can use to take good care of you. And they know all the stuff about private property tows and public property tows and all of that. Uh, no matter the situation, East End Towing going to help you out. Uh, they've helped me out, I mean, twice now, they've helped me out. Great people. East End Towing, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Enough about Frank right now. We'll pick up him tomorrow at 9 o'clock. You won't want to miss it. I want to talk to uh, Heather. I'm glad to have her in the studio. Thank you. I'm proud of her. Uh, she felt like she would, uh, was supposed to run, and she did, and she's doing well. Yes. Give me give me an update on the, can, uh, the candidacy and how how things going for you.
4: Well, like you said we're about 6 days out and we're running it hard. We've knocked on over 6,000 doors. Wow. <laughs> how
3: many how many pairs of shoes have you gone through? Two.
4: Two, <laughs> Two, pair. <laughs> Two pairs of I shoes. I told you that would happen. <laughs>
2: yeah.
4: Two pairs of shoes. Um this has turned into an actual a, a big race. We have you know, like I was telling you earlier, we have satellite, we have cable, we have streaming, um, we have social media covered. We've done about seven mailers, and like I said, knocked on six thousand doors. So I think I'm going to win. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really
3: I... excited that you you got as much support as you have. Me I too. remember we talked <laughs> we talked about that, right. and sometimes people look at a, a state house position as not such a big deal, but it is a big it is. deal.
4: In my district, it's a huge deal. Yeah, so. you
3: you want to you you got things that you want to see happen, and that's what I'll open up with is why don't you just you know give, let you give your stump speech.
4: Right. Well, um, you know the biggest issue that we have right now is our crime. That's one of the biggest things. When I'm knocking on doors, the first thing that people tell me is, you know, what are you going to do about the crime issues? We're up to seventy homicides right now. I think the highest we had was in 1993 it was seventy three. So and we still have two months left. So this is not a, a Democrat or a Republican or independent issue. This is you know straight across the line. Everyone is sick and tired of the crime issues. Um, the other thing is you know everybody's looking at the inflation. They're yeah. seeing it at the gas. They're seeing you know at, at the uh, at the gas station. They're seeing it at the grocery store. Um, what they're paying in groceries. Um, and then the fact that my opponent has voted against tax cuts every single time. You know, people, they're not happy with that. Um, and then also, you know, where my heart is, it's an education. I am 100% with the money following the child and not the system.
3: So you, are, are you like I am? Uh, I make sure, because I hear other people say that they're for, you know, uh, open education.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: However, they don't say universal Open education, which is the money following the student. Mm-hmm. You know, they want right. they want uh, you know the, the the whole thing where kid can go to any public school, right? Right. That he wants to. I want him to go right. to any school right. or her to go to any school right. that they want to attend or be homeschooled.
4: Right. It should be up to the parent, and um, you know, it's not a one size fit all issue, and every child should have the opportunity to a great education.
3: All right. Now I know that. A lot of people holding their cards close to their chest. They're playing, you know, Kenny Rogers and Mm -hmm. the gambler. Uh, Have you been in any any meetings uh, with the Republican caucus as far as with uh, who I think will be the next governor of the state and, of course, Sarah? Uh, Has she talked about what her vision is for education?
4: I haven't really spoke to Sarah about that. I think we're on the same playing field with it. I mean, it's very obvious. When you get into rural parts of Arkansas, I don't think they see what's going on. Um, They tend to not be for school choice. But here in Little Rock, it's a real issue that we have. Um, My district out there is predominantly a public excuse me but a private school district and the main reason why is that our public schools are failing here in little rock i mean we're graduating people that can only read you know have a 30 percent reading sufficiency so mm-hmm. um it's a big issue and then you know i am for 100 percent. you know real school choice now my opponent she says she's for school choice but you know only if you can afford it she she denied okay. i think it was 250 250 um Impoverished families here in Arkansas the right to a better education, but then she has her child in a private school.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, if you don't have to deal with it, you know, no big deal, you know, as far as that's concerned. But, uh, you know, as far as what we're looking at, being able to let a kid go to school wherever they want to go, the Supreme Court has kicked that door wide open now. Right.
4: Right. Right.
3: And I forget whether it was Vermont or Maine mm-hmm. uh, that had happened, but they said uh, they 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 ruled uh, that bottom line is uh, that if you're going to offer public school children X amount of dollars or they can spend their money mm-hmm. however they want to, uh, then you've got to do it for uh, private schools and religious schools and homeschooling right. as well. Right. And, and that, that's exciting uh the uh the governor has on her uh her uh, uh administrative staff right now uh the uh assistant chief of staff from uh, uh governor ducey in arizona mm-hmm. uh and uh i'm sure i'm i'm trying to get her on and it probably won't happen until after the elections right. over i figure right. but uh, she come on and i'm hoping she'll come on and talk about this because uh, you know, Ducey is uh, outspoken about how they went from zero to a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, and right. we can do the same exactly. thing now. I mean, o- ASA was holding us back. I'm sorry if, you know, I'm I'm a big Republican, but ASA held back some things that we should have moved forward mm-hmm. with. But that's okay. All right. I've always said ASA was the bridge that we needed to go from Democrat rule to Republican rule. Yeah. Now. Right. Now, this year, uh, in January, on the 9th. Right. Hopefully, on a day or two before that, you'll be inside the chambers holding your right. hand up and yeah. taking the oath. But uh, bottom line, uh, it'll be the most conservative legislature most conservative i believe uh, executive branch that we've ever had right uh in the state of arkansas right.
4: i think sarah's going to do a great job
3: i feel that way right and you the know? fact that she
4: lives here in little rock is also a big plus because she's seeing firsthand what we're dealing with and right. this is like ground zero everything right. is stemmed right here in little rock
3: It goes well. It's all happening right right here. If it's not happening here, it's happening up in the west corner of the state. Right, that's for sure. That's crazy up there. They got the whole, you know, drag queen story hour crap going on. I know. It's unbelievable. So, what's what are some of the things have have you thought about? What committees you'll ask for? I mean, you're going to be on the, the. the bottom of the totem pole (laughs) as far as you know how long that you have been into the the house but what uh right what areas would you
2: like to zero uh, in on it's
4: funny you ask i was actually just sent an email yesterday by uh, representative brian evans asking about this um i told him i said i I know it's probably a long shot but i want to be on the education committee that's Mm -hmm. obviously you know where my heart is and the other one is the um city county and local committee
2: I would okay. really like to
4: be on that one so we can address some of the issues that are here in Little Rock. You know, we have a major problem, not just with the homicides and the violence, but we also have an issue with the panhandlers. I can't tell you how many people have told me over and over again, we've got to do something about it. And I know there's like a First Amendment issue with that, but there has to be some way that we can work around it.
3: Now, you've got to check this out as you leave today. And head down to University to six thirty to go home.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, look to your right just before you get to six thirty, and there's some homeless guy that's uh, camping out underneath that dead tree, and he's got all of his uh, his dirty clothes hanging up in the tree.
4: It's everywhere, Dave. It's not just there. We have another. Well, around, I know it's right. everywhere. But it's I'm in saying. West Little Rock, too. If you go back behind Outback Steakhouse off of Chenal, yeah, that area, there's a whole homeless encampment, and that's they've pretty much you know built camp back there and um, I was at Walgreens on Bowman the other day and there were two police officers out there talking to a man and he was just strung out of meth I, it was so bad he was just sitting right there at the front door when you walk in he was high as a kite you know and um, this is a very common issue that we're seeing very common issue. Is, and you know, I had to sit there and I had my, both my kids with me, and they're sitting there looking at this man like, what is wrong with him? I said, drugs are bad. Don't ever
2: do drugs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. This is
4: what's going to happen to you. That's where you could
3: end up at. <laughs> that's it. Well, yeah. it's true. You know, That's a perfect example of right. where you can end up at. And, and we don't want to be like Portland.
4: Right. I mean, and, take
3: a look at Oregon now. I mean, of course, they passed a law that made heroin okay right. and uh,
4: the supply cocaine the needles.
3: and meth and all the rest that's going on and they got just zombies walking around right. their cities right so it's crazy
4: and that's where we're going to look if we don't get a hold of it yeah. so hopefully you know we can get landers in there i know i'm not gonna have an issue with him we're probably going to be in step with trying to fix, lo- fix a lot of the issues here right. in little rock but yeah those are the two committees that i'd like to be on
3: okay so. that's cool i uh i had david ray on uh, the other day and uh, we were talking about uh With him about what he wanted to see happen. And of course, he's been in there. I I told him, well, perhaps we can get special elections taken care of since James Sturch is gone now. (laughs) So, uh, and he laughed because. well, if you don't know the story, I'm not going to spend the time telling you. Just know that, be glad James Sturge is gone.
2: Absolutely. Uh, but the
3: bottom line is, is that uh, he thinks that we can get special elections finally right. killed. Right, right. Uh, that's what's interesting this year, because school board elections are during the regular election yes. cycle this time. Right. I'm going to be interested to see how that plays out. We see in Virginia how it's played out. Mm-hmm. Now, have people had enough of it here in arkansas now that they're ready to say hey out right just just start tossing them out
4: right if it's a good bill and it needs to be passed then everybody should be able to vote for it but they hide these special elections and nobody knows yeah so
3: what do you think about issue one is that... That's the one that would let you all, if you were elected, call yourself into session.
4: I'm for it. <laughs> okay. I'm for it.
3: Explain why I voted for it.
4: Well, I think, you know, what we saw during COVID two years ago, I think that's, I think that's what raised a big red flag is that, you know, legislators are the closest people. To their constituents, not the governor, and we know what's going on because we're at ground zero. So mm-hmm. I think we should be able to call ourselves into session when we need be.
2: Well,
3: so. I think if the governor is trying mm-hmm. to, you know, be king or whatever put right. the crown on <laughs> right. and then giving enorm- enormous power to the uh, the health department to right. make uh, decisions, that, uh, yeah, the people's voice needs to be heard. Right. And that's the only way it can be heard is through the legislature. Right.
4: We are the closest people who are constituents so yeah so when we have issues we need to be able to address them
3: all right so so, uh, as you've gone out and burned your your uh, shoe leather and you've been meeting (laughs) people has anything uh, caught you off off balance have you have you heard things that you were like in my district you know (laughs) kind of thing you know what i'm saying (laughs) you think that
4: well blue hog actually went after me um yeah Matt Campbell did, it was pretty funny. Um, they were calling me an anti vaxxer and uh, you know, an election denier and so I was like, Well that's kinda of funny consider I am fully vaccinated and I did a whole post about it. And I was like, And here's my vaccination card. <laughs> By the way,
3: they said all this, did he ever did he ever call you and ask you to uh-uh. you know how you felt about any no, of it? No,
4: he never called me or anything. So sounds, but he's
3: that he, sounds like Matt. Yeah, I mean, He's
4: he's he's good friends with right. my opponent, so
2: oh, okay. you know,
4: she tries not to sling mud on me, she lets everybody else do her dirty work for her. Well, so, okay. And that liberty and justice um pack, you know what I'm talking about? The one that's been attacking it at Trent Minner. Yeah. They went after me too. And it's just a bunch of spliced videos, you know, and they throw it on there trying to make you look like an extremist. And I'm you know I'm like, why don't you show the entire video, not just the spliced one? So I, somebody went on there and posted the full video and it was about me talking about the school boards, you know, and how parents don't have a voice at these school boards. And I'm mm-hmm. like, So now you tell me how this is extreme.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah who's really extreme? extreme right that's what i always say you know i uh i'm pro-life and they say i'm extreme and i said well you think we should be able to kill kids until the moment of birth right who's, who's the extreme one here right and that's what i always ask all right let's take our uh, our break at the bottom of the hour for some news uh you're getting news right now but you're gonna get more news coming up right here on the dave ellswick show heather's going to be with us for the hour giving her an hour and uh if her if her challenger wants to come on just give me a call <laughs> back with you Dave Ellswick show uh Heather is here with us on the Dave Ellswick show and we're going to talk with her as we go along here in the second half hour first of all though from the uh, Republican National Committee Tommy Piggott's with us Tommy how are you
1: hey I'm doing well thanks for having me
3: well always always we try to grab you guys when we can I wanted to talk to you about uh, the drug problem that's been happening along the border uh Have Americans really now, you know, been kind of shaken out of their lethargy and understand that there's a real problem on the border with this?
1: Well, I think Americans do understand. And it's because the border crisis is affecting every single American community. Uh, To use the DEA's words on this, Americans are being poisoned at record rates by cartels that are smuggling drugs over the border. And the reason why cartels are able to, struggle, uh, to smuggle so much lethal drugs over the border is because the border is in complete chaos. Mm-hmm. The process has completely broken down. Uh, uh, the number that really sticks out to me is, there have been over 900,000 gotaways. those are illegal immigrants that have crossed the border and escaped into the U.S. just since Joe Biden took office. And we have no idea who those people are, and most likely, based off of experts' estimates, they're, they're often involved with criminal elements, which is why they don't want to be caught in the first place. It's extremely concerning, and it's affecting every single state in this country.
2: Mm.
3: All right. Well, that's something that we know here in Arkansas all too well. Uh, I've got a, the candidate for uh, the new House District 75 on the air with me today. Good morning. And, and we're talking about this kind of stuff. What would you tell her that they can do in the state legislature to, to help you – uh, up in uh, the the national legislature.
1: Well, I would say one of the first things is to not follow the example of really failed liberal states like Oregon on this. Oregon has decided to really empower illicit drug markets and the illegal drug dealers by legalizing a lot of this stuff,
2: mm-hmm. making
1: it nearly impossible to enforce and stop the smuggling of fentanyl into communities. And now, instead of actually addressing the fact that their legalization policy has failed, the fact that, that when they legalized meth, heroin, other dangerous drugs, overdoses have skyrocketed, instead of actually addressing that issue, now they want to institute things like a meth stabilization center in Portland, oh, wow. which is just in a Portland, into a hotbed of illegal activity. Right. Because what happens is, instead of getting care that they need, people go to these centers, and, and the, the, outside of these centers become open-air drug markets. We're already seeing it in places like San Francisco. So what I would say is, most important thing, is to learn the lessons from these liberal states that have really failed to address this issue, and to really make sure that supporting law enforcement, getting people the treatment they deserve, and not empowering illegal drug markets is really the the fundamental first step to take when addressing this issue.
3: Maybe you can talk to this. That's what's so important about getting more Republican governors in the states uh, here in the U.S. is because they can make those kinds of excuse me, those kinds of changes on a local level, correct?
1: That's exactly right. That's fundamental. That's why in Oregon, the state I just mentioned, they're actually uh, on, on the verge of potentially electing their first Republican governor in something like 40 years because Democrats are refusing to learn their, their, the lesson of their failed policies. And I think it's concerning on, on them when we go to the federal level, a lot of these Democrats running for Senate want to nationalize these rules. A lot of Democrats running for Senate want to legalize uh, a lot of drugs nationwide, support legalizing meth and heroin. Uh, They they want to let fentanyl dealers out of prison. They want to release what they call nonviolent offenders out of prison. Well, that includes fentanyl dealers. So on the federal level, it's important to oppose and get Republicans elected, uh, oppose Democrats and get Republicans elected. But on the local level, like you're just saying, it's essential because local policies touch so many people every single day, even more so than the federal government that gets so much attention from the news media.
4: That's true.
3: Well, we have a we have a mayor here in Little Rock, and you probably are aware that we've got a we got a real <clears throat> spike in murders going on here in 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 Little Rock, and uh, he keeps talking about how we need more social workers and things of that nature. Seems to me what we need to do is catch the murderers and put them in jail, and then give them
1: social work. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think the. it's amazing to me that Democrats have seemed to abandon the first step of law enforcement, which is to enforce the law. Mm-hmm. They seem to completely abandon that as a principle. And when you don't enforce the law, it actually breeds more violence. For example, in California, where they had a law that was passed, and again, talking about the importance of local laws, they basically said that the police aren't going to enforce any crime if, uh, for a robbery if the amount of values uh, of the goods stolen is less than $950. Meaning someone could basically walk into a store, steal something of $949 worth, and basically walk away scot-free. But what, of course, would have happened then is that there was more robberies uh, by a huge amount. Uh, and then with robberies comes other violent crime, because once violent crime starts happening, it's really hard to stop it. So we're seeing this really uh, attitude of non-enforcing the law in Democrat-run cities across the country. Yep. And it's failing dramatically. You
3: now, President Reagan used to say, if you want less of something, you know, uh, you, you know, tax it. If you want more of something, don't tax it, and you'll get more of it. And that's, that, that applies to crime. If you want more crime, don't go out and stop it, and you'll get more of it, and much more than what you ever wanted.
1: That's exactly right. And think of also just uh, the the common sense aspect of it. Let's just say that police officers do arrest someone for committing a crime. They've done their job. But a lot of these liberal prosecutors actually refuse to deliver charges. Or in a lot of these liberal cities, and these are policies supported nationally by the Democratic Party, Mm -hmm. are released on cashless bail. They're released back onto the streets. So think of how dangerous it is for a police officer to do their job every single day. And think about the morale and what happens when they arrest someone, and then the next day they see the exact same criminal committing another crime because they were released by a liberal prosecutor. Yep, That's the type of uh, really uh, uh, terrible cycle that's being created. It's, it's, it's putting our police officers in harm, harm's way and putting American families in harm's way because e- e- the liberal prosecutors either stop the police from enforcing the law or they refuse to actually enforce the law once criminals are arrested.
3: All right, Tommy. I'll let you go. I appreciate you being on the show today, Tommy Piggett from the RNC, uh, talking about one of the, if not the number one topics that are being ta- talked about uh, during this election. The number two topic that's being talked about, with uh, inflation and the economy mm-hmm. being the first topic, education is right underneath. I would think crime. So right. we're going to, and then the border. So. Uh, you know, all the issues are flowing our way, Tommy. I think it's going not only to be a red, a red wave, uh, it's going to be uh, – have you ever seen The Shining by uh, Stephen, by uh, Kubrick?
1: <laughs> years ago, years ago. Okay, okay. <laughs> you remember
3: all that blood flowing through the hallway? and looked like a tsunami. That's exactly what's going to happen uh, in our country Tuesday night.
4: I hope so.
1: Well, I, I just say if that does happen, it's because of the hard work of our amazing volunteers. Yep, we've done 90 million voter contacts. Wow, the red waves are aren't. Yeah, I mean it's it's really astonishing. They're not something that happened magically. They're something that are that happened because Americans get involved and they get out to vote. So everyone listening, I would say, don't get complacent. Get involved. Make phone calls. Get out to vote. And then. We can elect Republicans that actually will stop a lot of this nonsense. Right?
3: And, of course, here in, in uh, Arkansas, if you haven't voted yet, because early voting is underway, uh, get out and vote. And uh, remember, last day to make your choice is going to be Tuesday. So, right. you know, get out and, uh, you know, push on that screen and uh, let's get that red wave flowing across our state as well. Tommy, again, thanks a lot. Appreciate the mm-hmm. time. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here on one oh one one FM. Uh, the Answer, a quick break, and then we'll be back with you. Don't forget about PI Roofing. PI Roofing is out to uh, help you uh, get a lot more than just your roof done now. They've been known for years for being one of the top roofing companies here in the state. Now, They are also home solution people. They'll take care of construction, putting windows in, putting gutters on your home. You call them, and they'll take good care of you. That's 501-707-3115, or visit them online at piroofing.com. We're back with you. Going to finish it up here with uh, Heather. Turkey, I have a hard <laughs> you time. You
4: call me Beach. It's fine. I'm
3: having a hard time saying that. I know her as Heather Beach. Yeah. I'm just going to let you know. But anyway, mm-hmm. Heather is here. She is running for a district 75. Mm-hmm. That's a new house district. I'm looking here. I'm reading right off of your flyer here. Yeah. If you voted in Districts 31, 32, 34, or 35 in 2020, you could be in the brand new district 75. For the uh, 2022 election. So, what do you got to do? Call the uh, the clerk and ask him?
4: Yeah, or you can go to the Secretary of State's website and they'll tell you. Okay. So, that's well, you the easiest t- way. You
3: type just in your address. Your I'm address, saying.
4: your zip code, and they'll tell you. And it will okay. also pull up a sample ballot.
3: Okay. So, so. You, should, you should do that. All right. If you haven't voted, uh, but if you voted, I hope you uh, you threw your your weight behind uh, yeah. he- uh, behind. And I Heather. think that's
4: where it's going to go too. Uh, you know, last night I was out outdoor knocking, and almost every door I knocked on, even Democrats, it's like, well, I voted for you already, so you can keep your little push card. Oh, that's
2: good. <laughs> so. Yeah,
3: very good. Yeah, so well, that's that's kind of stuff that make you happy. Right,
4: right. That
3: make you happy, especially when
4: you have Democrats that are supporting you as well. And, so. then,
3: and then you said that uh, you've gotten really good. Uh, uh, feedback from uh, the state party as right, well. Right,
4: right. They've been behind me 100%. So oh, that's good. Gonna, I'm that's gonna gonna glad great. to hear that as, right.
3: as well. Right. And because this is a new district, so we want to kick it off right. Right. Make it red right off the bat.
4: Right. And it's predominantly been a Republican district. And this was Alan Kerr's old district. Mm-hmm. Um. And then my opponent, she won two years ago by 24 votes. So it was a very narrow margin. So.
3: Okay. So we want you, you yeah. want to keep in mind... You know, that had been a blue area until Allen ran, and well, then he won.
4: Right, and, and then they switched then, it
3: over to red, and he he was, I think, two or three terms. Right, and uh, and
4: then Jim Cervillo came in. Right, and Jim served for a little bit. So, but yeah, I think I think we're going to do pretty good. I, well, so I, far. Think gonna, I think you're going to I think you're yeah. going to do fantastic. I think on the national levels, helping us out quite a bit too, um, and then this mayor race. So I think it's driving a lot of people to the polls right now. All
3: right, Mike is in Maumelle. He wants to join us. Uh, Mike, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show.
5: Good morning. Doing fine, and, and hope y'all are doing
3: well. I'm doing great. We're having a good conversation here.
5: Absolutely. I I, I get into town every once in a while, and I enjoy your show immensely. Thank you. A lot of education. Great job. Good morning, Miss Heather. Good morning. I hope you do well. Thank you. I had a question on on the ballot issue number three, about the religious freedom amendment. Yes. With this religious freedom, I know in our world and today, we we think about religious freedom for uh, Christianity but will this include freedoms for islam and sharia law and buddhism and hinduism and satanism and all of, will that also be considered religious freedom
4: i'm not i'm not sure on that do you it, know uh,
3: as far as the constitution is concerned in the state of arkansas uh sharia law number 1 would not be because it goes against the constitution of the united states mm-hmm. so uh, that would be a problem, as far as uh, Islam is concerned, if they wanted to have Sharia law uh, as far as satanism have you seen them do their thing here in the state before right They've been, <laughs> they 've been you know they want to put up a big old uh, uh, monument up for uh, for Satanism, but uh, the Secretary of State has turned it down because he has the right to mm-hmm. either okay or or deny that on uh, capital grounds but uh, they have their say here in the state as well and i haven't seen i haven't seen them rounding them up or anything and putting them in jail so i would say they've got just as much liberty as a christian group does right
5: okay that's that that helps me a lot i've been struggling with that because uh, mm-hmm. we we are where we are but uh, gosh what happens somewhere down in the future if we're not of the same mindset that we are here in Arkansas at this point.
2: Well, a lot,
3: of, a lot of people have been asking about this, to be honest with you, because they think the Constitution, the way it's written, already gives complete uh, coverage to right. religion, and that's not true. I've had, uh, you know, Robert Steinbach, who you've heard on my show many times, uh, talk about Uh, When this issue gets into the courts, how they have changed the terminology and uh, the thought process of uh, of the Constitution kind of on its head. And that's not talking about the state. It's talking about the federal uh, dealing with uh, with religious liberty. I'll talk more about that if you're going to be in the area. Listen on Friday and I'll talk more about it with Robert on that day. How's that?
5: That sounds great. I appreciate that uh, a whole lot. And just one other follow up on that: Why, you, when you talk about what challenges has Alabama had since our law is being, is following that that uh, ideal? Uh, have they had any significant challenges with some of the other religious groups? Cause no. I. So, okay. All right. Well, thank you all so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you. All right.
3: We appreciate your call. Thanks so much on that here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll let you go, and we'll move on here on the Dave Ellswick Show. So, Heather, what are some of the things that you're wanting? Uh, You get elected, and uh, you're serving, let's say, from District 75. What are some of the things that you want to see this next uh, General Assembly address uh, starting on January 9th?
4: School choice. Real school choice. Okay, all right. Real school choice. Another thing that I'm wanting to do, um, since we passed the trigger law, and I keep hearing, you know, the far left screaming, oh, what about our women? What about our women? Okay, you're talking about abortion. Right, with the abortion issue. Um, So one thing that I'm wanting to do um, is up the sentence for child rapists. Right now, they only serve like 30 to 40 years in prison. I want to up that to a lifetime sentence without parole for child rapists.
3: I'd go along with, uh, for rapists, I'd go along with the death penalty.
4: I want to go there, but I've had a lot of people say there's a lot of litigation that goes in, that's involved uh-huh. with the death penalty. I mean, I'd be for it, but I don't I don't foresee it passing. Right. So,
3: well, maybe you should get, but, get with our new uh, attorney general, who will be Tim Griffith, and and you right. should work on changing those rules right. about the death penalty.
4: Right. That would be nice. <laughs> that would be nice.
3: That's how I push back.
4: <laughs> well, yeah. if there's
3: too much litigation, let's figure out how we can uh, make it streamlined.
4: Right. Um and then another issue is with our with our judges you know they're nonpartisan. I think we should have partisan races with our judges. I can't tell you how many people go to the poll and they have no idea who they're voting for. And it's definitely a partisan race. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look, for for instance, right now with the Supreme Court race with Robin Wynn and Chris Carnahan. Chris Carnahan is obviously the conservative, but people don't know that. Mm-hmm. And they should know that.
2: Yeah, well, so. Chris is
3: running ads so that they do know okay. that. Yeah. He's been on attention. my show. Right. If you've been paying, paying attention, heard him on my show, you know that he's the... Um, of course the conservative mm-hmm. i'm going to get a hold of him i'm going to have him on one more time right because you know are you familiar about uh the supreme court G- judge Robert Wynn? he's already on the court uh there's people that are still cooling their heels in jail mm-hmm. because he uh he covered up expo- uh, what is it called the evidence you're supposed to turn over to the, pro- to, the to the uh a defense, and he didn't do it. Right. They covered it up. Right. And this is well known, and nobody's done any. He broke the law, man. There's right. no doubt about it. And uh, you know, allegedly, we need to get, you know, we need to get that taken care mm-hmm.
4: of. Right.
3: I don't know why the Supreme Court hasn't just censored him. Who knows? That's just my question. Yeah. All right. I'll, yeah. I'll that. I'll. I have an inside that I can call, and maybe they can explain right. that one to right. me. Right.
4: And the other issues that I'm wanting to address? So for our, for our parents, I want to empower our parents with the school boards. You know, that's where I started ground zero. Yeah, you did. Was fighting for our parents and their voice. You know, this whole, you know, having to petition fifty signatures to speak in front of your school board. That needs to stop. Is that Cabot? No, oh, yeah, It was. I remember that <laughs> they very do well, that longer, Missy? You know? yeah,
3: They don't do that any longer. They don't. Uh, they don't make you do that. But
4: there are other schools make, that are They doing make
3: it. well. No, and Cabot, they make the final decision on whether you can talk or not. Mm-hmm. They want to know what you want to talk about, and if they don't like it, right. you don't get to talk about it.
4: Right. So we're going to pull your funding if you keep doing that stuff. <laughs>
3: okay. That's good. Yep. I like that. I like yep. that that whole idea. That's personally. our tax
4: money. Go into it. We should be able to have a voice in our schools.
3: Oh, absolutely. I so. agree with that. All right, so uh, are you still needing any help? Do you need people still to I hit do. the street? I do,
4: I do. I need help with door knocking, for okay. sure. Okay,
3: what should they do to do that? You Get can them. reach
4: out to me. I'll give you my cell phone number. Okay, <laughs> go. It's 501-681-3480. Okay. Or you can visit my website at heatherforarkansas.com, and it has an email link. You could email me.
3: So. All right. She's willing to talk to you. Yes, she's asking you for your do. help. If you believe in what she's believing in and uh, what she's running on, you need to help her. Yep. You know, take a couple hours out, walk yep. through a neighborhood, knock on doors, hand out push cards. You might be surprised how many people agree with how uh, you believe as well. It's refreshing. These
4: it is very refreshing to knock on doors and meet people who agree with you.
3: So. All right, Heather. Yeah. Turkey. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) A.K.A. Beach. Okay. And that's, I don't say, I don't call her, I don't call her Beach because that's her maiden name, not because that she's, you know, a felon or something, because she's not. (laughs) All right. I'll take a break. All right. I'll be back with you uh, you. here next hour. We've got the congressman coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Heather, thank you so much.
4: Thank you. And good luck on Tuesday.
3: All right. All right. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. We for sure will do that. So Dave Ellswick Show, stick around you yeah. The into the second hour of a Wednesday show here on the Dave Ellswick Show. My thanks to Heather Turchie for joining us here. She's running for uh, the state rep position in District 75, and we uh, thank her for stopping by and spending an hour with us. Also, want to thank from the RNC uh, Tommy Piggott for coming on talking about uh, the drug drugs flowing over uh, the border and uh, giving us some uh, updates on that. Now we move in to talking with our Congress. Congressman uh, for this hour, and we'll spend the first half hour talking with District 2 Congressman, and that's French Hill. And uh, French, thanks for joining us today on the Dave Ellswick Show.
6: Dave, you know it's always good to be with you, and it's particularly good to be with you on the Wednesday before the election.
3: Yeah, aren't you glad that it's almost come to uh, the end now and, and we can get on with things?
6: You know, you can really look back now, Dave, and think about this campaign over the last uh, 10 months and longer for some some races, and what is it? The Democrats are out of touch, and they just are echoing the broken bad policy themes of the Biden administration, and they're actually trying to campaign on Doing things to increase inflation, make it harder to start a business, raise taxes, uh, have an open border, bungle uh, Afghanistan, you know, go back into partnership with the Iranians. I mean, every bad decision that Joe Biden had a shot at making. Uh, he's done it, and they're campaigning on it instead of focusing on what the American people are focused on, which is beating inflation, getting this budget under control, defending our country, having a secure border, stopping our kids uh, dying from fentanyl
3: overdoses,
6: uh, it's it's a, and, and having a say in their schools. I mean, it's it's amazing.
3: Yeah, and beyond that, now they're out just plain flat-out lying on the campaign trail. They're back to what they always say. The Republicans want to take away Social Security and they want to destroy uh, Medicare. And you all haven't said anything about that. Nope. I
6: mean, this is uh, a classic. In fact, our um, commitment to America uh, that we have campaigned on says that we'll do everything in our power to secure the promises made in Medicare and Social Security by trying to make those program stronger better reformed and lasting so that our people can count on them so I mean, it's really just the opposite all
3: right. all right let me ask you about a story that broke uh, last evening and maybe you know more than what the story said what's this going down about saudi arabia working with our intelligence about some kind of attack uh from the iraqis are are you hearing anything on that
6: I have not heard anything about that um so I can't help you on it but i'll you've alerted me, and I'll be checking it out this morning
3: yeah that was a that was a major story that broke last night so I'll, i'm I'm interested to hear more in depth there's one thing to say you know you know kind of giving you a generic story, another thing to start really digging in and giving you uh specific facts so let's talk about the elections uh it looks like and this is what happens uh it looks like the independent vote is breaking towards the Republicans just hugely. I mean, people that were behind in the beginning in their races in some of these states that were 20 points you know, behind, like Whitmer and things of that nature, are now within, uh, the, they're saying, striking distance. And if they're telling us that a Republican is one, two, three points out, that means it's either tied or a Republican leads by two or three points.
2: Yeah, but I've
6: seen this in my elections uh, since I first ran in 2014, that independents are at the heart of our country, they're centrists, they're common sense oriented, they wait uh and make up their mind, which is maybe why they call themselves an independent to pollsters. But you know, breaking to the left, breaking to more inflation, breaking to open border, breaking to having another record in murders in your town, satisfied in going to funerals of kids who die from fentanyl overdoses. I mean, what sensible common sense centrist is gonna break and support that crazy agenda? So um this makes complete sense to me. And it's, again, I think because uh, Republicans, for the most part, have campaigned on where we want to take the country and where we would in, where we would offer alternatives to the two years that uh, voters and citizens have seen how Biden chooses to govern.
3: Yeah, I was speaking about 20 points back. Uh, Tudor Dixon is now tied 45-45 with Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. And the an Emerson College poll shows Mark uh, Rocchetti down two points, 50 percent to 48 percent on the New Mexico governor's race. Explain to my listeners why having more Republican governors is a good thing.
6: Oh, gosh, it's important. And I mean, this just gives me an example. Nothing's in the bag. We need every vote. We need everybody to get out and vote, because if you're not satisfied with the direction of this country, you got to go vote. So I use this as a platform to say that. Look, more governors in Republican hands is uh, at the heart of our republic. We have 50 state governments that are partners with the federal government. We have a federal republic. So having those voices of governors really helps us change policy in our country. Think about this. Environmental policy to be written some in Washington, but it's enforced in the states. Uh, Washington has some education policy ideas, but education is enforced, designed, funded, and uh, implemented at the states. You want a safe community? Guess who's in charge of community safety? It's not Washington, D.C., it's local government, state police, the governor, the mayors. So. Having conservative Republican voices in state governments is critical to conservative voices winning across the country and changing policies across the country.
3: All right, we've got to get our first break in, Congressman. Let's do that. When we come back, I want to talk to you about the attack on Paul Pelosi uh, with you and hear what you have to say about that. And then I want to talk and finish up uh, today's show with talking about Election integrity. The the big question is, can we... Can we believe what's happening in our elections? Let's talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Pat Davis and what he wants to do with you, with your health plan man, uh, powerful team that he has. It's him, his son, his son-in-law, and other people who will treat you better when it comes to your health insurance. Uh, they custom-build health plans. Custom-build it. Not one size fits all, one size that fits you with uh, what is important to you. No government-controlled subsidies are needed that are crazy and ultimately down the road are going to have to go away because it's not sustainable. Private health plans that pay you to go to the doctor. That's right, pay you to go to the doctor and are available all year round. No co-pays. Less deductibles. All of that is taken care of. Plus, they cut out the middleman who typically is just robbing you of money that should be going in your pocket. So give your health plan man team a chance to say how they can help you and how to stop getting ripped off by the health care system. Call them. Text them at 501-605-6935 and the local number. 501-605-6935. 501-605-6935. Text or call or visit them online, yourhealthplanman.com. Dave ellswicks show. Our guest is a congressman from District 2, French Hill. And, uh, Congressman, terrible attack on the husband of the Speaker of the House happened uh, uh, on Friday. And uh, your thoughts on that and... Is there going to have to be a movement within the House and the Senate to give you all more uh, protection?
6: Well, of course, it was uh, shocking what happened to uh, Paul Pelosi in the middle of the night. And uh, I uh, tweeted uh, immediately wishing him a speedy recovery. And look, no public official should fear for their life, whether they're in Congress or a Supreme Court justice uh, or the... President of the United States, uh, and everybody, everyone, every citizen should feel safe in their own home. So I'm grateful that, uh, it sounds like Mr. Pelosi will make a full recovery. You know, we have, uh, a security when we're in Washington DC, uh, uh, Dave, and then it's up to each member to decide, you know, how to handle that when they're at home. Um, only the leadership team has 24-hour security, which is sort of makes me curious why Paul Pelosi didn't have a plainclothes police car out in front of their house. But that's mm-hmm. a whole other story. So um, I'm sure it will be talked about um, as to what the right thing to do is.
3: Well, I guess uh, my, my question is probably, I think this is probably bounced with you, too, and that is, hey, she didn't protect the Capitol. Why should she protect her house?
6: yeah I mean this is this is why I've been so outspoken on uh, investigating what happened. I mean we were abandoned our our capital policemen were alone we didn't have national guard we didn't have the d c metro police and based on what I've read <clears throat> from the Senate who's the only person who's published uh, studies and stayed focused on this, this all rests with her office her responsibility yep. and it's infuriating to me and she took herself out of the list of things to investigate in her fake uh pelosi commission that is not a bipartisan commission and is not uh have the full support of the congress in any shape or form and i voted against it and that's why i voted against it because she exempted the speaker's office from investigation
3: yeah my question is this a lot of people have brought this thing up about the national guard who has to call the national guard up in dc is it the mayor? It's it's not the speaker. It, it, I, no,
6: yeah, here's how here's how it works. It's very interesting. Separation of powers. So at 3 p.m. on Sunday before January 6th, President Trump authorized the National Guard for the Mall and downtown for the safety of the city, the White House, the National Mall because of the uh, uh, planned rally. The Congress, the Capitol, is not subject to that because of separation of powers, and so the sergeant at arms, under the under the leadership of the leader in the Senate and the Speaker of the House, they have a they have a police commission for Capitol Hill, and they did not act and. Pelosi and her staff, we don't know what happened, and we don't know why they didn't coordinate with the D.C. police and the National Guard early in the morning on January 6th, or on Monday, uh, if, in fact, the president had authorized that for the rest of the city. Think about that. That's what's infuriating to me. And then, in the midst of it, by 11 a.m., she still had done nothing, so um, I don't... Uh, I hear you. And I'm. that's why I've been so outspoken on how we should have handled the investigation on January 6th. This is the, the key point with me. In addition to any conspiracy by Proud Boys and all that kind of stuff, why was the Capitol not defended and backed up? And that's a decision made in the Capitol by the Speaker.
3: All right. So maybe we'll find out. You guys win the House back. You can have yeah, exactly. uh, have your own oversight committee look into that.
6: Exactly right, and I would urge that in a heartbeat. That that's what we need to do to get behind what happened today.
3: All right, let's, uh, let's talk further here. Uh, what about election integrity? I can't tell you how many people have asked me, it's been two years, have we done enough to keep... The election that's going that's going on right now and is going to happen uh, on Tuesday to keep the integrity of the ballot protected more so than it was back uh, two years ago.
6: Well, I would say based on reading what's happened uh, in Arkansas and in Georgia and in a lot of other states, state legislatures definitely have made changes from the loose pandemic decisions made by secretaries of state or governors and have uh, tightened up election integrity. I was so pleased to see the Heritage Foundation release their scorecard uh, on uh, what states were the best for election integrity, and Arkansas was tied for fourth with one of the best scores in election integrity, and I credit our state legislature who looked at all of our election procedures and just simply tried to improve them at the margins. And I'm proud of the fact that our state has 13 days of early voting. Uh, we have voter ID, which 80% of Americans support. And if the Democrats are in charge, they want to do away with voter ID. Now think about that. 80% of the Americans support voter ID. You show an ID to buy uh, alcohol, get on an airplane. And... Uh, Democrats want to do away with that. They want to have same day, same day as voting, voter registration. They want to let 16-year-olds vote. They want the federal government to pay for elections. I mean, their election ideas are terrible. Another reason to vote Republican next
3: week. All right. Last question for you, 24 after 7. Next time that we'll talk, it will be the day after the election. All of this will be decided, and we'll know for the most part, who is going to be elected and in what places maybe Pennsylvania may be slow Arizona may be slow on the on looking at uh, Senate votes but uh, bottom line we should have a pretty good view of what how many I'm predicting you guys going to pick up between 40 and 45 seats
6: well that's a big number and uh, I've always been sort of in that 30 to 35 and so what you're describing is the perfect night in a perfect storm And because of our earlier discussion about what independent voters are saying, we may do that, and we may get more than a one-seat advantage in the Senate. But I don't count my chickens till they hatch. Every citizen listening needs to go vote Republican in this midterm election. I promise you that uh, we've got to counter this Biden agenda, and the only way to do that is to elect Republican governors and Republican members of the House and Senate.
3: All right. No inside information. Big story from the Hill just coming out. You haven't probably heard this yet, but I'll give it to you. Republican aides and strategists privately expect Attorney General Merrick Garland to pursue an indictment of former President Trump within 60 to 90 days after Election Day. Have you heard anything about that?
6: Well, we've heard uh, we don't we've heard the constantly that rumor, and we don't know what the basis uh, is. It is, and when it comes to these classified information issues uh, at Mar-a-Lago, for example, Dave, I mean, I can think of at least four other instances and four other administrations where people have mishandled classified information and have not been indicted. So that would imply to me that there's like a conspiracy to steal classified information and share it with other people in order to warrant such uh, a draconian step so i don't, let's let's see what happens uh I, I just i can't believe that but we'll see what happens
3: yeah it's crazy as you've asked me because yeah. uh, i just think they do that the democrat party wants to disappear
6: it's a turnout i just well i think this look fake building the wall Fake uh, comments on energy. All this stuff Biden does is just to try to turn out Democratic votes. That he's going to stop. He's going to give everybody the right to have an abortion anytime they want to have one. All this stuff is to generate Democrat voter turnout. And I think that kind of quote leak close quote is exactly the same. And it's all going to flop, and they're going to fall on their face.
3: Well, that's why I'm calling for forty seats. I'm just telling you, it's going to be. A big-time red tsunami. There is going to be a bloodletting. It may not be as big as Obama's, but it's going to be big, uh, Congressman. And I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. I've For two years now, I've listened to these weirdos and whack jobs uh, be pushing all the stuff that they are. I want to stop it, and you all will get your chance starting on the 1st of January.
6: Looking forward to the fight, and I appreciate you so much.
3: All right. Thank you very much, Congressman. Of course, French Hill, District 2. Uh, We'll be talking to Westerman, uh, Bruce Westerman, District 4, coming up after uh, Bill O'Reilly, which is going to be here in just a a few moments. I mean, I I just got to ask you, if you haven't voted yet, why would you vote for anybody uh, that's part of of a party? that believes you should be able to have uh, to kill a baby up to the moment of birth. And in some places where they've now started to bring out uh, pieces of legislation after birth, uh, that you can kill them up to 28 days after they have been born. It's just amazing to me that anybody would even consider voting for a party that does that, that uh, a party that uh, has... You don't know, have policies that have given us uh, the inflation that we have. That's uh, uh, caused the problems at the pump that we have, the grocery store that we have, the border problems that we have. This, this is all from the left and from the party in blue. That's where it is coming from. It's come from the Democrats, and uh, you couldn't get me to vote a Democrat if you if you offered me thousands of dollars. I would not push the screen for a democrat look i've already voted i've made my choices uh you need to get out and make your choices don't take anything for granted if nothing more use it just to vent your spleen all right say how uh disgusted you are on this maybe if they get their butts kicked really 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 bad maybe they'll start reconsidering some of this stuff Perhaps they lose enough of their their uh, whack jobs that are in their party, uh, you know, with the, the people that are over there with AOC and stuff. Maybe, just maybe, they'll learn their lesson. They haven't in the past. I doubt if they will here in the future, but we can keep our fingers crossed. But do make sure that you get out and that you vote all right bill o'reilly's up and then we'll be back and bruce westerman uh, congressman for district four will join us here on the dave Ellswick show you're listening to 101.1 fm uh, the answer time for us now to hear from bill o'reilly all right, back with you, and uh, we're joined by District 4 Congressman Bruce Westerman. And, uh, Bruce, thanks for giving us the time here on the Dave Ellswick Show six days before election. The next time that we'll talk, it will be the day after the election, and we'll have a lot of answers that we're waiting to find out about uh, here uh, in the, uh, the the states, uh, I asked this question of uh, of Congressman Hill as well. As you look at this elective cycle, uh, we've, we're getting to you know where the rubber really hits the road, and uh, we're just about done. And it looks to me as I've been watching uh, the election cycle that uh, independents who many times wait until the last moment to cast your ballots are are breaking decidedly towards the Republican Party. Is is that what you're hearing? Yeah,
7: I think that's correct, Dave. And I also think that uh, people are highly motivated to get out and vote. And I've, I've spent quite a bit of time traveling across the country to other countries congressional districts and uh i think i was in arizona when i talked to you last week and i went to oregon from there we we've got a great shot to win uh flip three seats in oregon Uh, it's going to be tough but i think it's certainly doable and i I was at a uh a rally with a a really good candidate we've got out there at two thirty in the afternoon and the room was packed and people are are mad I'll put it that way. They are sick and tired of what's happening to their communities and how they're being sold down the river with a bill of goods by these liberal policies. And when when I see people that fired up, you know, within uh, three minutes of Portland, uh, that tells me that the country is really motivated. Uh, and I think it could be a huge day for Republicans. I think the I think the momentum has really shifted even more right here towards the. Uh, uh, close out of the election, so I'm I'm excited about what could happen next
3: Tuesday. Yeah, especially at the epicenter of some of this crazy blue thought, like these safe acts and you know cashless bail, and then you got in in, in Oregon where they two years ago legalized heroin, uh, cocaine, meth. Now they're go- they're talking about opening these uh, big. Uh, uh, Places uh, that the government's going to run there in the state of Oregon, where uh, drug addicts uh, can come and get their drugs from, and then you got an open air drug market right outside the doors of the of the area. The people of, of Portland, I think, finally are ready to strike back. Are they?
7: I think so. And the uh, I think the Democrats tried to get cute in the way they drew the congressional district, and they took little slices of Portland and put it in uh, multiple districts. Uh, and I, I really, I think uh, a lady named Lori Chavez Jaremer who was, uh, she's a former mayor, I think she's going to win. Actually, Pelosi and the Democrat machine pulled funding out of her race, uh, and that will be a flip. Uh, and then there's two more seats uh, going south down the coast of, of Oregon that I think we can win. And I, I think there's three seats in Arizona we can flip um wow. i just got an e- i just got an email yesterday of uh, this is from the the NRCC of 18 additional seats that they've put into play you know right here to the last week of the election encouraging people to uh to help raise money so these folks can keep their ads on TV but these are uh you know New Hampshire uh three of them are in four of them are in New York New Jersey, uh, California, Illinois, these are all seats that uh, just within the last week we've seen the polls moving in a direction where we could possibly pick up these seats. So it it could be a a really big day.
3: Well, I, you know, I I told you, I predict that we're going to pick up anywhere from 40. uh, to 45 seats. I I really believe that there is a possibility as I'm watching now that this could be as big as was, what it was back uh during Obama's term when uh 62 seats flipped uh at that time. If that happens, uh that will be and then win the Senate as well. Uh that would give you guys some real power to do some things.
7: Yeah, it really would. It would I think it would I don't know if the Democrats would pick up on this, but I think it would be a mandate from the American people that they want things to change. And hopefully, um, well, I don't. I think these leftists in the White House that are calling the shots. I think they're sold out on this far-left religion that they're practicing. And I don't think. Uh, I don't know that anything will change their mind. But we'll have the uh, the majority that we would need to be able to have real oversight and to uh, hopefully. Uh, constrain the purse screens and shut them down on a lot of the crazy stuff they're doing.
3: All right. Let me move on from talking about the election, because just to say that people need, even though you're hearing me say I believe the way it's going to happen, I still want you to go out and cast your vote. I want you to let people know how you feel. I think that that is, a, you know, how you see things, that you see things completely differently than what uh, the lefties see out there. And you need to vent your spleen and get out out there and, and stand in line and vote. I've already done so. I mean I, I believe it's uh, it's a done deal. I think uh, the Republicans are going to win. they're going to win very big, but I want to have the votes behind you all uh, to, to send a very clear message uh, to the White House.
7: Yeah, they, they need a, a very clear message. But if you notice what they do, they never take responsibility for anything. Oh, no. They're always trying to, to blame somebody else. And you know, they're they're locked step sold out to this Bernie Sanders, AOC, far left philosophy uh, that's that's ruining our country. So um, I'm I'm excited to hopefully go back in the majority and start pushing real common sense conservative ideas. And uh, put the brakes on what uh, this out of control administration's been doing, uh, but it's going to it's going to take a lot of hard work because they've got so much stuff going in the wrong direction right
3: now. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about the president just for a moment. He was in Florida yesterday. He was talking about how the oil companies are gouging the American uh, uh, people, and as well, uh, told the big lie that they've been telling uh, now here for the. Well, they've been telling it forever, but now, we talked about this last week, they're really pushing it that you all are going to destroy Social Security and Medicare.
7: Uh, uh, They just pull that one off the shelf every election. It it, uh, amazes me that they keep getting away with that. But no matter what's going on, all Republicans are going to take away your Social Security and Medicare. There's been, I'm a member of, congress a leader in the republican party and i've never heard anybody say that i I do not know how they get by and how the media uh perpetuates it i read a story in the uh, newspaper this morning it was an ap writer where he he mentioned that republicans were going to do that Um, that's that's almost criminal
3: yeah i mean it's a lie there's no truth to it whatsoever
7: yeah, it's, I don't know what more you say about it other than it's a bold-faced, sneaking lie, and they just tell it every election time. Yeah,
3: you're exactly right. All
7: right, but Maybe it's to divert attention away from the fact that Social Security and Medicare are on a pathway to insolvency, and the Democrat solution is just put more money into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Wait till we get to a crisis and spend trillions more dollars to bail it out.
3: Yeah, I got you. And paying people f- from Social Security that were never supposed to be getting money from Social Security. I guess they can keep doing that as well. Let's talk about the uh, Speaker of the House, her husband attacked at home uh, by a, a, an intruder into their house. Uh, I've heard some talk about uh, that the Congress uh, is looking at. Uh, you know, finding some way of giving you guys some uh, protection while you're at home. Uh, what do you think about that? First of all, your thoughts about the Pelosi attack.
1: Well, it's
7: it's horrible that that, that happened. It's horrible that that would happen uh, to anyone, but uh, we know what's happening with, with crime in this country. Uh, I, I don't understand how the guy broke in and he was able to call the Police and then the guy didn't hit him with the hammer until the police got there. I, I'll be interested to find out more details. But the guy sounds like a total nut job, just uh, wacko.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. He, he 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 evidently is no doubt about that. I mean, he lives in a in an abandoned bus. He's got Black Lives Matter flag in his side the the bus, and he's got a um, you know he's he's got an LBGTQ WXYZ flag out in the front of it. So uh, it's not like that. He's a he's a righty. There's no doubt about that.
7: Uh, it was amazing how the the media came out, and this was a. Uh... Trump insurrectionist is the first thing we read and then I read where he was uh, belonged to some nudist colony and all this other stuff and I'm thinking yeah he sounds like your typical Trump supporter
3: hmm. Yeah, but,
7: but now it sounds like the truth coming out
3: now that's good and that's what needs to come out for sure. He's voted uh, he he pled not guilty to like 75 counts yesterday. So anyway, we'll see what what happens with there. Do you do you think that you all need some kind of protection while you're at home? I mean, look, l- let's be honest and talk about this. You get threats a lot, do you not?
7: Uh there there are threats. I think some members get a lot more threats than others, but um you know, I've i live in the country and i've got i've got plenty of protection here <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but, uh,
3: i know what you mean <laughs> i know you know when when Vic snyder used to be congressman here uh in in district two uh i had him on one time when i was in washington dc and some guy called in and said you know we got guns out here and uh next thing that uh my producer and I knew we had been contacted by the Capitol Police, saying that a threat had been made against the congressman, and they wanted a copy of the, the audio and all kinds of stuff. But if it was a, that serious for Vic Snyder, and that's a long time ago, it hasn't changed. It just stayed the same, has it not?
7: Yeah, and you know those those threats are taken seriously. A lot of that comes in in the in the DC office. Um, uh, people, people are going to make threats. It's a shame that it it comes to that sometimes but uh, it's the world that we live in. I know I've I got a friend down in South Louisiana. His name's Clay Higgins He was a former uh, sheriff's deputy in St. Landry Parish and he did the Crime Stoppers video. If you, if you want some entertainment, Google uh, Clay Higgins Crime Stoppers but uh he he gets a lot of these groups that give him death threats all the time, and he's just uh he just takes it in stride so it's it's different from different people some people you know they uh it's some off the cuff remark and they're wanting a security detail and want to be able to ride around in a black s u v in washington d c so I think it depends on the the member and the situation, but it's it's unfortunate like with Pelosi's husband that people do stuff to to family members and uh, break into people's homes and uh, I think that's what bothers us more than anything else is to, uh you know worrying about family members
3: I gotcha all right let's take a break we'll come back we'll finish up I want to talk to you about uh What are the first things that you see the uh, new Congress doing in January 1st? And what are you guys going to do during the lame duck session? And what do you think that the the Democrats will try to do during that time? We're talking with, of course, Bruce uh, Westerman. He is District uh, 4 congressman. We'll continue our discussion after. I tell you a little bit about uh, ICU protection. Billy Mack wants you to know he's willing to uh, protect your home. He's willing to protect your business. He knows how to do it. Uh, His business takes care of Nuke One, and if they take care of a reactor, I'm sure they can take care of what's happening inside your house or inside your business. Door and window sensors, uh, cameras outside, doorbell cameras, all of that. He deals with all of that. You might not need all of that, but you probably need a lot of some of that to protect yourself from the rise in crime that's going on all over this country. But... Here in central Arkansas as well. Uh, pay for the service, not for the hardware. You know, you go to some of these other places that do security systems, you're going to pay four, five, six hundred bucks up front just to put the hardware on your house. Not with ICU, not a dime. You won't have to pay anything. All you'll have to do is pay for the service, which is. Real reasonable. It's as reasonable as any of the ones that are going to charge you $500 for the hardware. Talk to Billy Mack about this. Get the best price to protect your home and your business the way you want to. 501-205-1333. That's Billy Mack and the folks at ICU Protection back with us let's finish up our uh, conversation with uh, congressman bruce westerman we do this each two, uh, wednesday uh the next time we speak the election will be over uh, i'm not saying we'll know everybody who has won uh, some people will be dragging their feet as they normally do and we'll have to watch out about what's going on uh are, are you uh are you feeling comfortable with the election integrity that's going on in the country now?
7: Uh, I, I, we have to trust the system that the states have put in place. You know, I remember last cycle looking at house races uh, in California. It, they counted ballots for weeks, and, you know, it makes you feel like, you know, why, why can't they get them counted like everybody else? But there's been a lot of. Uh, these so-called progressive voter laws put in place. We've now got um, uh, ranked choice voting in Alaska and Maine, and the the left are pushing that across the country in different places. you got same-day ballot registration, ballot harvesting. Um, so, you know, like in California, the Republican Party challenged what the Democrats did, and the court said you that the state has a right to make up their election laws. So uh, we lost seats up there in 18, but using their own rules, we won seats in in 2020. So I think uh, our parties are adapting across the country, figuring out how to play within the rules that have been set by the state. I feel very confident in Arkansas's uh, laws, and uh, I think we've done a good job setting up voting laws here. We've got voter ID, which the Democrats would love to take that away. Uh, across the nation, uh, but uh, you know I think we've got good voter integrity here.
3: Okay, that's that's good. I I agree with you on on that. Uh, I think we won a big uh, battle yesterday when the uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court ruled that if uh, your your mail-in ballot gets there late, they don't count it. That wasn't the case in the last election. They were counting for days after the election about. You know who's whose vote counted and who doesn't. Their uh, their Supreme Court now said nope, can't. If it doesn't have the right date on it, if it's later than the date that they prescribed, then it's over with. You can't uh, you can't count those ballots. That's a big win for us on the. Uh, you know Dave. Uh, yeah.
7: After the last election, there was a big outcry for uh, election integrity, and I, I agree that it needs to be front and foremost. But it also somewhat plays into the Democrats' hand because their their HR one, their most important bill in this past Congress was to federalize elections. Oh yeah. And they would they would love nothing more than Republicans to pass some kind of federal election law that they could go in and change it sometime. The constitution clearly states that states are to carry out elections. So what you've seen across the country are state legislatures go in and tighten up uh, the election laws, and and that's the way it should be because Mm -hmm. states can hold those state legislatures accountable. And the the last thing we need is some kind of federal election law. Uh, That's what the Democrats are pushing. They want to take California law and uh, duplicate it across the country. So I, I challenge people to be cautious in asking for the federal government to to do a lot on election integrity or on election laws specifically because it's really the place of the states.
3: Yeah, and I agree with you. That's why it was good that we we won this big uh, ruling by not the, our federal Supreme Court, by, by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. They're the ones who said hey, if the date's wrong on the ballot, it's later than it's supposed to be, don't count it. So they're making, uh, they're tightening it up on their own a little bit. Maybe looking at Philadelphia and saying, guys, no, 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 no. You can't keep doing the stuff that you're doing. We're not going to let you do that. All right, next time we talk, uh, Congressman, the election will be over. And uh, we want everybody to go out and vote and vote red because it's only by red that we're going to get the changes that we need in our country. Would you agree?
7: I, I agree, and I've been spending a lot of time in my district uh, this week especially, and uh, people are fired up. Every time I drive by a polling place, there's a, there's a line. So, Good. Uh, I know Arkansans are, are fired up to vote red, so I hope the rest of the country follows suit.
3: All right. I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot to uh, District 4 Congressman Bruce Westerman here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We will talk to you again next week. It's the Dave Ellswick Show coming up at 9 o'clock. Roby Brock's going to join me for an hour. We'll talk politics there, too, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. When you want to talk business and politics, who do you talk about? Who do you talk with? Roby Brock. That's who you talk to. And Roby is here in the studio today. Been a while since we've seen each other, man. I know. You've got a grayer beard than the last nah, time I saw you. I sure you. do. It's white. It's not gray anymore. <laughs> it's white. What can I tell you? But, yeah, it's, a, it's great to have you here. Appreciate you coming in. My uh, pleasure. You know, you're the only folks that really do any kind of polling here in the state sad isn 't it it is, it really is it really i mean seriously it is i mean i'm i'm interested, so my first question i 'm going to start right off the bat with you issue four mm. is it getting closer? It is tightening up, yeah, when we
8: uh pulled this a little over a month ago, early September, uh-huh. it had a about i think it was a fifty seven percent supported it and twenty nine percent opposed it mm-hmm. when we 've just polled about a week and a half two weeks ago fifty and a half percent support and 43 percent oppose and so there's still about a six and a half percent undecided but what we did in that second poll Dave is we asked uh, do you definitely support or probably support do you definitely oppose do you probably suppose or, or probably oppose and there's actually about a twenty percent additional group of people that are in that probably category, and I consider them soft supporters or right. opponents, and so I think some of this political messaging that we're seeing all over the radio and television airwaves is persuadable for some of those. So I think that the undecided and that is actually a little bit bigger. I I think that race is going to be really razor thin, to be honest I, with I you. I do,
3: too, because, you know, you got to get all the information out about issue four and I'm going to be honest. I blame the TV stations for not zeroing in on this specific issue and educating the voters about yeah. it. Because there's a lot of there's stuff in there that in they don't know yeah. about. Yeah. It's got a lot of components to it.
8: And it leaves some things out that have some supporters of recreational marijuana opposing it. as a I of oppose I it. So, as well. so. I just – I think that one's going to be – I think that one's going to go close. I think it's going to be close at the end of the night. I'm not going to be surprised on any of the issue campaigns uh-huh. if they pass or fail. I think they all have some – I mean, I'll give you some predictions, but okay. I, I do think that I'm not going to be surprised if they all fail. I'm not going to be surprised if they all pass. I'm not going to be surprised if we see three pass, one fail, two, two. what I mean, the, I think they're all – they all have some really close proximity.
3: Well, let's talk about uh, – You know, what's going on as far as the turnout? I haven't talked to John, the Secretary of State, haven't talked with him, haven't asked him what the turnout's been. I was going to do that this afternoon. What are you hearing? Well, there's been a pretty uh, good surge of early voting out there. I don't
8: read too much into that anymore, to be honest with you. I think that people's habits have changed so much over the last decade decade and mm-hmm. a half with early voting early
3: voting accounts for almost half of the votes that are cast in i Arkansas. used to be a day of voter no doubt yeah. all right but now i vote the first day that the polls are
8: open it and i just go when it's convenient for me sometimes it's more convenient <laughs> on election day because right. of all the precincts that are open and i go to my precinct and I'm, i can go at you know middle of the morning after the morning rush and before midday and sometimes it's easier for me to just walk in and vote on election day but if i know i'm going to be tied up with early morning television and radio midday television and radio evening television and radio yeah, and election it's radio day radio guys
3: we're always handsome. <laughs> we really are we really do but if
8: i if i know i'm going to be tied up on election day then i obviously try to work in you know going early to vote but i just i think i don't i just don't think you can look at early voting and go oh well i mean this election's going to go this way for this no issue i don't or believe it i it's think just, there's going to
3: be a huge turnout on tuesday yeah it's really good. Do. We need
8: big turnouts. I mean, we have an abysmal voter turnout percentage in Arkansas. We're one of the worst in the country. So.
3: Especially on off year. Yeah. You know, that's always been a problem. But this time, you know, there's people don't think about this, but people are voting, do they want to have the first woman governor? Yeah. I mean, that's huge. It's really a big, big deal, yeah. as well as it'd be the first time if uh, Sarah wins, and i I'm predicting that she'll. I'm predicting pretty easy prediction. Yeah, I'm predicting 15 seconds after (laughs) seven that we'll hear that she won. But uh, the bottom line is, is that uh, not only is she the first woman, but she'll be the first Republican to follow a Republican as governor. I mean, you can't count what Ace has done because he followed himself, right? But this would be another candidate being elected. She'd also be the first daughter of a previous governor. Wow, well, I hadn't thought about too. that. So but there's, a lot, like yeah. there. there's
8: so a lot of history in there, of course, going on. You know, Chris Jones would be the first African American yes, elected he if he were to break that barrier. But, um, but I think your prediction is is a pretty safe one that Sarah's going to win.
3: I think I'm pretty safe in saying that the Republicans will hold all their constitutional offices. Well, you're stealing my prediction, thunder <laughs> now. So, um, so I'll
8: tell you, I'll I'll make you some predictions, and then I'll I'll throw you out what will surprise me. So this is where okay we'll go with that. Go. Uh, I think that. Republicans will hold all the constitutional officer Mm -hmm. uh, seats, all seven of them. I'll be surprised if the Democrats win one. Um, I don't think Sarah leads the ticket, though, on election night. I actually think Tim Griffin is going to be the highest vote-getter among the constitutional officers. When I look at our polling data Mm -hmm. and how he fares with not only Republicans but independents, and he even has a little bit of Democrat support. That doesn't surprise me. I think he'll have more votes than Sarah will. Sarah is a polarizing figure for the Democrats. I think her Democratic percentage was 2% in our poll. Which well, is, she's,
3: she's going to be
8: tied to Trump. Yes. Yeah. Um, but she does not do as well with independents as Tim Griffin does either in the polling that we've done. So I think she wins, and she wins comfortably. but I just don't think she leads the ticket on election night. So I think okay, so Republicans win all seven. All right. Does teams? she
3: win by double figures? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I think so. All
8: right. Um, I think Republicans hold obviously all the federal races, the four congressional seats, the one Senate race. Mm-hmm. I that John Bozeman's race gets called. polls close at seven thirty at seven thirty and thirty seconds. I think that one is <laughs> yeah, done, yeah, done called. Um, I don't even know what would surprise me on, on that one. I mean, I, I can't even think of anything that would surprise me in those congressional Well, I'm, races. I'm going to
3: predict that that Democrat running for AG, she doesn't have a chance. The is Democrat it, for AG. Is she running for AG. She ran for Jesse. That's a oh, guy. Though. Okay. Not who's, a she? who's run? Who's the lady that just got uh, got arrested? Oh, the auditor candidate, the auditor, Diamond yes. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be. She's done. She's finished. She's I'm, toast. I'm pretty. I had. I
8: didn't even know her name before she got arrested. <laughs> so I'm. I'm pretty sure that that one was over before it ever began. Um. The, the issues. Issues one, two, three, and four. As I mentioned, I think they're all going to be close. I'm not going to be surprised whichever way those go i think they could all tip in some different directions and we we'll, we'll talk about the I'll three tell you reasons. how i even
3: voted yeah go for
8: it. I, i'm going to predict you voted no on all of them
3: no <laughs> i'm kidding no i voted yes on one okay because i believe in uh in uh, the the legislature having as much power as the governor i think it passes to be honest with yeah.
8: you my and prediction is and i think it passes. should yeah. all
3: right. it's it's held a little bit of a lead in our polls i time. voted
8: no on two Two is a, been a total fifty-fifty split. We've had in a toss-up. I mean, same percentages both polls that we've wow. done. Wow! So thirty-three percent
3: to thirty-three, and then thirty-eight to thirty-eight. So it is just okay. Daddy. We'll see how it goes. All yeah. right. Number three, I voted yay on, mm-hmm. and number four, I voted nay on. I don't know. How, I don't know if issue three passes or not. I'm. I, I got a question
8: mark on that one. It's been trailing just a tad in the polling that we've done. I don't think anyone's opposed to religious freedom. I think people just don't understand it. You've it's read the ballot title, yes, right? Yes, I've
3: read the ballot titles. It's confusing. Here's what people say. Yeah. Dave, the Constitution of the State of Arkansas gives us gives us freedom, you know, religion. I said but you got to understand what the courts have been doing yeah. on this and why this is right. important. Right. And 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 that's the key. I I really feel like the TV stations have failed the voters yeah. this year. Well, that that one has been a hard one to
8: kind of understand for just the average voter to go. I agree. I, 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 don't, I don't. So I'm not going to be surprised if that one fails just because people are going to look at it and go, I'm mm-hmm. a little confused as to what it does. Again, I don't think they are opposed to it in principle. I
3: think it's just a – Well, what drives like me crazy is people say to me, well, they want to do this, Dave, and it's – The the, the Constitution says this will just give them like an inside area to come in and and attack religion. I go, no, it takes that away, you know? Yeah. And and they don't understand. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Um, State House, State Senate, you're going to have a lot of new faces in there. There'll be almost a third of the Senate will be new. And then almost a third, I think, of the House will be new. And it could be a little higher than that in the House. There's. Twenty-six members did not run for reelection, so you're going to have twenty-six new members, no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think there's only forty-four that are unopposed, so you got fifty-six seats total that are up for grabs. And um, I think Republicans hold their super majorities in both chambers. I, I just, think I you'll I pick up a couple moving. seats in the House and may pick up a seat in the Senate. It's possible. Um, a couple of those are real, you know, nail do what now? Nail biters. Yeah, there's there will be some competitive ones for sure. So what do you think is going to happen at the federal level,
3: U.S. House? House, US easy. I think 40-plus seats. You it think would, it goes over 40? Oh, I think it's it will not be as big as it was against Obama, yeah. which was 62, 63. Uh, but uh, I do believe it will be bigger than what it was uh, perhaps even on Clinton. Yeah. You know as far as that's concerned. Now, in the Senate... I know there's a lot of people saying it's a lot closer than than what they think it is. Uh, I believe that uh, the Republicans are going to win the Senate back. I really want to see them do that, and i I have a a very of course I'm a Republican, but the other part of it is is that I want to see John Bozeman head of of the AG committee yeah. I really do. I want to see uh, our uh, our uh, congressman from the 4th District, head of natural resources. Yeah. Do you realize how powerful the state of Arkansas will be if the Republicans take the House and the Senate?
8: Yeah. And uh, I think Rick Crawford would be in the driver's seat for getting the House Agriculture Chairmanship oh, well, in very 2025. Good. Oh, to, okay, 2025. There's some sort of time frame on chairmanships in the House and – Whoever's there now rolls
3: off in 2025. Okay, I mean, this we would be as strong as in with Republicans as we were at one time with Democrats. Yeah, I mean it's really an amazing thing what has happened in state of Arkansas. I I will not take all credit for that, but I will take some <laughs> credit for it. You got to give some
8: credit to Captain America standing behind. Yeah, you there, he's so.
3: he's my man. He, t- <laughs> he takes care. Of it. I also take credit for that guy standing to our left over there. Oh, John Wayne. Yeah, yeah, no. Donald Trump. Oh, got And of course, and behind the flag, and I got to get a one by one board to put it behind him. I have got my uh, Ronald Reagan back there as well.
8: Yeah, you need to bust him out.
3: I need to now. get him out. I got. Uh, I will promise everybody he'll be out for uh, uh election night he'll okay. be there he'll be there let's take a break we got to get that in uh don't forget about hillcrest uh, designer jewelry uh at 3000 kavanaugh open monday through saturday 10 to 6 eric coleman a good buddy of mine uh, just stop in and visit with him you don't have to call him or anything like that just stop in and visit with him uh he's doing some special work for me for christmas and uh, i'm doing stars of david with uh, in the middle of them there's a uh the Christian cross to go along with what I always talk about is Judeo-Christianism. And uh, we're gonna, I'm, I'm getting that to reflect my Judeo-Christian beliefs. And I got one from my wife as well. He can do stuff like that for you. He can do rings. He can do bracelets and, and all of that. I don't even know if anklets are a thing anymore, but he can do one of those if you, if you want it. But you just need to stop by and visit with him. Do so. Eric Coleman, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh right here in Little Rock, Open 10 till 6. Of course, you could just go to 101.1 FM and listen to me live. I mean, <laughs> you could. I just. It, radio has changed so much since I got involved with it that it's amazing to me that there's like 9 million ways to listen to the show. It's really amazing.
8: It's good. It's just like, you know, banking. You just, however, you need to bank. I agree. you got a way to do it. And however, you need to listen to Dave Elswick. Now you got a way to do it. So. All
3: right. So, Roby Brock is here. I'm really happy to have him here we we haven't had him on in quite a while and it's good to have him here probably because he had as much problem as i did finding me on the radio (laughs) there for a while but now i've been here now with salem for uh seven years so it's been a while and people know they can come here salem is the most conservative radio uh, ownership in the country. There's no doubt about that. You know where
8: you're located here. My father used to have and his office here on the ninth floor. Okay, was he on this side of the building? He was on that side of the building over there. i No, pointing facing
3: towards uh the north. north. He yeah. was north, is where he was. He's looking down at yeah. uh, the high school. The high school. Yep. Okay, it's always good. All right, so it's good to have her over here. You know, politics and business and politics. By the way, let me ask you a business question. What happens? Now this afternoon, uh, if the Fed raises another three quarters of a point, I think the stock market probably tanks a
8: little bit because I think they feel tanking. like yeah they feel like they're overreacting. I mean, I think there's I think there's some acceptable criticism that the Feds are not waiting to see if the rapid rise that they've done is having the effect that they intended to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see some you see home sales slow slowing down, which you knew was going to happen. But, you know, we still have low unemployment. We still have job, I think, yesterday.
3: 239,000. Yesterday, the uh, federal
8: report on job
3: openings was 10.7 million. I mean, there's
8: 10.7 yeah. million open jobs in the United
3: States. If they, um, if they would change the the, the programs that the, uh, the government has out there for people to stop working, don't have to work, that right. they get money, you'd see those jobs start filling up. Yeah, Some of it's. Education
8: and getting them trained properly. You got to have some quicker ability to do workforce training to get some people, you know, skilled for some of the jobs that are out there. And that stuff changes all the time. So, I mean, you've ever gone to get your car worked on? I mean, it's it's not Rex the wonder mechanic that used to work on our family truck with a wrench. No, it is not. And sometimes a hammer. I saw him hammering our our engine one time, and I thought, I don't think that's the right tool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question him. He got it running again. But now it's all it's heck it looks like a radio station uh, when you go in there to get your well that's your oil why changed, they, you don't so. call
3: them a mechanic anymore you call them a technician a technician because yeah. it's the right term now for them yeah. you so, got to have an almost an IT degree now to work on a car yeah
8: so to answer your question i mean i think that they're moving a lot faster than they need to i mean i just it, it, just like in anything else, if you move too quickly, you're going to make a mistake. If you move too slowly, you're going to make a mistake. You've got, you got to find that sweet spot, man. I yeah, mean,
3: yeah. It's, not a, it's not a pure science by a long shot. No, 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 no. It's, yeah, it's, it's not got, a got a lot of art science. to it, too. So with, with, that, with that said, uh, something that I would love to see happen here in the state of Arkansas is the colleges working with companies. I mean, I'm trying to think who it is in Clarksville. Who's in Clarksville? Ah, uh, you got the University of the Ozarks there. Okay or maybe it's not Russellville,
8: but anyway. Down in Moralton, you've got the University of Arkansas Community College there. you there. go. Yeah, and they got a big workforce. And Australia. they started
3: working with uh, Chesapeake, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. when the when the shale was a big deal. And they were teaching people how to, to work in the shale industry. I think that's, we need to do more of that.
8: There's a lot of that going on, though. I would encourage you to do some research and homework on that. I know, like, at Pulaski Tech, they partner with the SoFalcon uh, on Programs. They've got an HVAC program over there to get more HVAC operators Good. out there. I know up in Northeast Arkansas, um, the Northeast Arkansas Community College up there, it's got a big partnership with the steel industry up there. They're training people for the different types of jobs they're going to need in the steel industry. I don't know if you saw or not yesterday, a $500 million new a mini mill Mm -hmm. 500 million dollars is a small steel mill yeah it is now three billion is a big one so um anyhow i mean that mississippi county up there in northeast arkansas is the biggest steel producing county in the country um right in arkansas's backyard but you got to have the skill set to go do some of that stuff, those jobs are going to pay a hundred and forty thousand dollars a year, Dave. That's
3: incredible. I know. It's it's not like that's it was nuts. when I was in the steel. I mean, that's though. radio money right there. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish. I wish. No, I I worked at Inland Steel. That's how I made made my way through college. Okay. And uh, I worked in the open hearth. There's yeah. no such thing as the quote open hearth I used to knew, uh used to do. Now they got the oxygen furnaces and all that stuff and you don't have to go knock the bricks out of the furnace and all of that like I did.
8: Yeah. I'll pass on that. I just was lucky enough to work at Wendy's as a fry cook in my first job. So, that's not uh, too bad. And dishwasher. I was what better at needed? dishwashing than I was at cooking fries.
3: You should have been in uh, a part of the country where it was White Castle. You should have been making White, <laughs> white Castles. That's, that's what. You to. But the community
8: colleges are doing a lot. There is a lot of workforce connection in well, many of them. So I, I think they need to do a better job of publicizing what they're doing. Well, yeah, because I don't know nothing but, about but there's it there's a at at all, all? There's a lot going on. There's a lot of uh, communication going on in that respect.
3: So. Okay. Well, maybe they should be talking to us about people in, in communications that they might I'm gonna use. Get them, I'm going to get them lined up for you. There so. you go. I, I need you another job like, when You I could do like retire. one
8: a week or one a month. Just <laughs> get a different community college to
3: phone in and talk to you about it. And I would. Good. I mean, I, I have uh, uh, Harding on constantly on my show because they are doing so much as far as uh, advanced degrees that they're becoming a lot like the east coast with uh, you know the harvards and all the rest of them yeah. they really are
8: uae has got some major stuff going on in cybersecurity they're partnering with the air force base over there on some stuff that
3: then i got to call under
8: the they won't talk of, the air force base won't talk about it but i think they're doing some stuff worldwide out of that air force base over there related to cyber intelligence
3: all right We'll talk more, but we've got to get to the news. Let's do that. Find out maybe what's going on with the Fed. That's coming up next here on the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1. Roby Rock is in the studio. You know him. Business and politics, the magazine, the television show. The only folks that you can find out anything about what's going on in the races because they're about the only people who who poll anybody uh, here in the state Uh, i'll hear things from candidates and stuff who have done independent polling right but what i've always said about independent polling that you got to make sure about is that you know they're not telling you what you want to hear because they want your money yeah you
8: know we've been doing our polling uh, for 12 years now so we've got a pretty good body of work to kind of look back at and i know people question pollsters all the time and there's a lot of things that we do to try to make sure that we're getting good data um and really kind of looking at you know the samples that we get i can Mm -hmm. tell you just this last election cycle this current election cycle we got a a sample we we did a poll we put and we got the results back and there were just a couple of things that were so out of the ordinary from what we typically see, at least in the ranges that we typically right. see, that I, I didn't trust them. I didn't trust the poll results. I thought um, they were outliners? Yeah. And, and just because the, the demographics were so wonky. Um, so we chunked it and went back out in the field and did another poll with a new sample and got... Some somewhat different results, but the sample looked a lot more like what we typically see in terms of age and ethnicity and party affiliation um, and gender, college education versus, um, you know, high school education. They're just When you start getting some things and you have to wait a little bit to get your numbers a little bit more accurate, if you, um, if you see some things that are out of whack, it just – And that's only happened once before. I'll tell you that story because it's a great one. Uh, Back in 2010, when the Republicans first started making huge gains in Arkansas, you'll remember that. So we polled the first congressional district right after the um, Democratic primary had finished. So July, I think, of that year. Rick Crawford had won against Princella Smith, I think was her name. So Rick's an unknown Republican in the first congressional district, which hadn't had a Republican since Reconstruction. You'll go back to the yeah, days I, there. I remember. The Democrats were dominant. Marion Barry's chief of staff, Chad Causey, had won the Democratic primary and mm-hmm. spent probably about $350,000 to win that race. And we came out with a poll that showed Rick Crawford up 16 points over Chad Causey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm letting that thing out. That we, right. we, we will get laughed out of the state of Arkansas. We were only in like... Our, the, I, we were barely a year into our polling. So we we scrapped that poll and went out the next night with the, a new sample, but the exact same poll. It came back 16 points, Rick Crawford. And I said, "It you got to trust the data. So we disclosed that we polled it twice. And then by election day, that rice, race had tightened up, and we had um, Rick Crawford up by 8, and I think he won by 9. Or we had him up by 9, and he won by 8, or something like that. But, I mean, you got to trust the data and and you but you got to make sure that the data is correct correct and so this last site or this last time around when we did a poll and i got those numbers back and i was like i'm just uncomfortable with that sample because when we weighted it it moved some numbers significantly if it moves the numbers a half a point or a point i feel pretty good about the sample and Mm -hmm. what we got this one was moving some numbers four and five points and i was like we, that never happens with us i said i i just i don't trust that sample that's a bad sample so
3: all right so i gotta ask you chunk it. have you done any polling sampling anything on the mayoral race here in little rock <laughs> no and the reason i haven't is because
8: it's expensive to do polling and um i think everybody would have a great amount of interest in the outcome of that poll uh, but that race is fluid, number one and oh, number things are changing yeah, daily. And exactly. And number two, if I were to it's cost me just as much money to do a Little Rock mayor's poll as it's gonna cost me to do a statewide or a congressional poll. So I don't really get a lot of bang for the buck out of that. I mean there's one race to ask about. I'm gonna spend several thousand dollars to get one result versus I can do a statewide poll and get supreme court issue campaign constitutional offices federal offices and so i just it's it's a it's a budget thing for me but um Mm -hmm. i do sense that the little rock mayor's race i think that that one will be close i i'll make you this prediction i'll i don't think either of the top two candidates which would be mayor scott and steve landers I don't think anybody gets over fifty percent. I think there's gonna
3: be a runoff, I agree.
8: Well I don't know if there's gonna be a runoff because the way the city of Little Rock is constructed, um it's a city of a certain size. If you get over forty percent Oh really? You can win. Okay. Yes. So if Steve Landers gets 46% and Frank Scott gets 43 Steve Landers wins. Hmm. If Frank Scott gets 45% and Steve Landers gets 42%, Frank Scott wins. So 40 per, that's the number to watch is that 40% number there. Right? Okay. Um, there's a couple of cities, I think, Little Rock, Jonesboro, Fayetteville, maybe Fort Smith. It's cities of a certain size have this threshold of 40%. It happened in Jonesboro a few years ago. It was uh, the incumbent mayor, Harold Perrin, was running for a third term, and he had about five challengers in that race, and he wound up getting 41%, and they all were below that, and he won with 41%. Wow. It's like, okay. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> kind of interesting. That, now that so, is interesting. So watch I that didn't know in about the Litterot Mayor's race. It could Somebody could win with the over I am 40%. hearing, all right. I'm hearing, again, take it with a grain of salt, but I'm hearing that uh, Scott is up 1%. I have
8: seen. Some internal polling, not from a campaign, but mm-hmm. from someone that just Me too. did it on their own, and it was about a three-point race okay. in Frank's favor. But that's within the margin of error. But they were both in the thirties. Do you think what happened? Was a couple weeks. You think ago. what happened last night plays against him? i Honestly, I think that the mayor's race is baked already. I think if I mean we're already voting. If you hadn't made your mind up by now, who you're voting for or who you're voting against, perhaps. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just. I think you're not going to vote in that race. I, I think people are already made up their minds and they're motivated. So I, I just don't think there's much the candidates could do. I don't think there's much external things that could happen to change the direction of that race between now and then. So is so. it turnout to vote? Yeah. Okay. I think that's what it is. Now. Right. So we'll, we'll Who see. Can get their supporters to the polls. All right.
3: We'll have to see how that all works out because I. I, I won't get into it right now, but I've made my choice on the air. Everybody knows. and yeah. I mean, you can't go 70 murders and just getting into November yeah. and put the same person back in. Just the way I feel about it. Uh, wow, that's just – I I don't want to get into that discussion. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, it, well it, keep it, the 40% tough. thing in mind. I, that's, I will. That's, that's something that's that important. I think people
8: are not aware of. And so you could I wasn't. Yeah.
3: I thought it was 50. Mm-mm. Okay. No. So, so there
8: might be a But, not if, maybe, but, but you know. if both okay. candidates, but if all candidates are below forty percent, there'll be a runoff.
3: Yeah, it so won't be that way. Somebody four, get over yeah, forty. Four
8: years ago, I think Frank Scott got maybe thirty-eight percent or something like that, mm-hmm. and then Baker Curris and Warwick Saban were both uh, below that, and so that's why that one went into a runoff with the top two vote getters.
3: And so, that was Curris and uh, Curris and Scott. And, Scott. And, and Curris got his rear end kicked is a runoff. Okay. Yeah. And it's the way it always works. I mean, you got to turn out your your voters, and it, you might be able to turn them out the first time. Might not be able to turn them out the second time. It's tough. That's the way it always works. <laughs> Just the way it goes. All right. So you see, all you know, a red wave here in Arkansas still. What's going
8: on with the Democrat Party? Yeah. I'm not sure it's a red wave in Arkansas. I think it's the red tide in Arkansas. Okay. <laughs> just, it's, the wave already <laughs> came in. The wave came. So that's yeah. just kinda it's uh, it just keeps lapping up on the beach there. So I think. Uh I, you know, I, they're they're going through this is gonna be a decade in the wilderness for them. Uh, kinda like what the Republicans had. For, for a long time. For a long time. hundred yeah. years. Well, uh Republicans controlled redistricting this last first cycle time. so we're so we're seeing this now this is the first race i call this a reset election because we're seeing the new boundaries for all the you know legislative seats now so we'll have a better indication of where strengths and weaknesses are uh and pockets of support for people in the uh for the rest of this decade after this election we'll be able to look at results and go oh that community turned out bigger and now it's more influential in that mm-hmm. legislative district than the other one was um and so if Republicans didn't draw those lines favorably for Republicans, then they've com- committed some political malpractice. Yeah, so, I understand that. Um, so, I, I think that Democrats have a long way to even start to climb back. Now, I do think Chris Jones will do better than Democrats have done in recent years. And and I'll, he was good on my show. I think that you know if you go back to twenty fourteen, the last open seat for governor, um, Mike Ross got thirty eight percent. Mark Pryor got 39% in that Mm -hmm. election cycle. That was a red wave year. Um, But because Sarah does not work to try to appeal as much to the middle as, say, Asa has, um, Chris Jones has done better with independence than she could do. um, But she does very well with her base. He does very well with his base. But he's doing better with independence than we see her doing and conversely Tim Griffin John Bozeman do very well with independents so they're speaking a message to independent voters that Sarah's not and that's why I think he'll he'll outperform where we've seen democrats in recent years I, I think he'll be in the he'll break 40 but I don't know But it'll be much more over that but if that's where you're going and that's what you consider a victory
3: you got, long ways yeah, you go got a long come way to go yeah you got a long way to go i mean this is a so. party that was basically broke yeah I mean, seriously.
8: I think they've got their finances
3: back in order from the reports that get filed out there. But okay, it, we'll they find got a out. Candidate recruitment's their next step. Yeah, and they, they don't have process. much of a bench. I mean, Joyce Elliott's done. I mean, she's she was what I would consider probably one of the the, the great voices for them. All right, not so much. Not she's not there anymore. Yeah. I was surprised she didn't run for mayor. To be honest with you, well, I think she and Frank are tight. Are they?
8: If Frank gets beat, you might see her run for mayor. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it'll happen. We'll,
3: we'll find out. I, You know, everybody thought that she was going to beat uh, French this last time. And, and I said, it's not going to happen. Yeah, It's just not going to happen. that race
8: was going to be closer than it was, but some things broke there at the very end. I know from talking to the French Hill people after the fact – There was a period of time where that race was closer than they cared for. Oh,
3: I bet. I bet it was. But it it only takes – look, it's what's happening nationally right now. When you get close to Election Day, now the independents are making their choices. And from what I can tell, and I'm going to tell everybody, I think we win the House and I think we win the Senate because – the independents are breaking towards Republicans. I think the
8: headwinds are moving for Republicans nationally.
3: I yeah. agree with you on that. I think so. that it's going to it's it's not going to be as close as I think. Fetterman's going to lose. They were already going. That way in Arkansas, though. <laughs> oh well, yeah, we we made that decision. <laughs> there were some a long gale force ago. winds already blowing in the Republican. Yes, yes. The in hurricane Arkansas, came so. back in, yeah. in 2010. <laughs> All right, it's 9:47. We have got to get one more break in, and then uh, we'll come back. I want to talk to Roby Brock some more. I'm going to try to make this kind of a a quarterly thing and try to get yeah. you on I'm and have you come be on. More and than talk happy about to it. do it. It would be I great to have. I to bring Famous happen. Amos chocolate chip No, you don't every have to time. bring me cookies. That's not necessary. They're freshly baked and delicious. Yeah, they are, but they're not really famous, famous cookies anymore. <laughs> All right, we will take a break. We'll come back. Don't forget about uh, East End Towing. No matter what the problem, they can get you off the side of the road if you're in your car. They can get you out off the side of the road if it's your trailer with your boat on it. If it's your camper or if you're driving your camper, all right, they can get you off the side of the road. And they also want you to remember that if you see those yellow-orange lights flashing... Get over on the other side of the road. Give those guys that are trying to hook people up and get them off the side of the road that they've got plenty of room to do their work and they don't have to worry about, you know, getting dirt off your car on the seat of their pants. Uh, call them at 501-888-8849. I've used them twice, they were fantastic. 501-888-8849. That's East End Towing. Finish this up. Roby Brock got just a couple minutes. He's got another appointment coming up here in just a few seconds. So before I let you go, one of the big issues I see coming up in January is going to be education. Do you think that the governor, who has said that she's all about school choice and she's for universal school choice, she's got a person from Arizona on, on her staff, do you think they go for the whole ball of wax? Have you already declared her the governor? the yes. election hadn't finished uh, yeah, yet. Yeah, I know. I've already <laughs> declared her to governor. Uh,
8: yes, I do think that you will see a lot of conservative education policy in this next legislative session. I think that the, I think you're going to see a bigger voucher program. I think you're going to see merit pay for teachers is going to come through the pike. I don't know what that's going to completely look like, mm-hmm. but I think that's going to be a big uh, component of it. And uh, I think you're going to see some pretty massive changes on the education front because not only, I think, because if Sarah's governor, that's going to be something that she's going to be supportive right. of, but there is a big legislative contingency up there that's ready to pull the trigger on that. I'm not saying Ace has dialed that back. I just think this is something that Sarah wants on her resume, and I think they're going to feed it to her uh, through the legislative branch.
3: I, I agree, and I'm trying to get that lady from uh, who was the uh, secretary, what was she, was a uh, second Chief of staff or something for Ducey out in Arizona, and have her come on and talk to us. As Ducey said, we went zero to a hundred.
8: She may not come on till after November eighth. I
3: already, I've <laughs>
2: already told people
3: that's what would happen. It would happen after the election, yep. and I would be witness to see her. Hey, uh, Roby, I'm glad that you could come in. We'll do it again. Good to be we with need you. to do it before January because we yeah. can talk about what the session is going to look like. We know they're going to look for tax cuts. I know they're going to be. And you won't hear the word voucher anymore. It's a, it's Education Savings Accounts, okay. ESA. That's what uh, what you're going to hear of.
8: There'll still be some people calling them vouchers. Oh, the so, Democrats yeah, will definitely, yeah, exactly. and,
3: and the teachers union will be, and the superintendents will be. There you go. But I'm going to fight all of them. I'm looking forward to it. Well,
8: I'll be doing a lot of pre-session agenda looks, so uh-huh. I'm going to be looking at a lot of different groups that are going to be up there lobbying on some different fronts. And so we'll, we'll be putting some news pieces together that will um, – offer some folks an opportunity to talk about what it is that they're planning on to do across the political spectrum. Good. So there'll be some, so I, I think people need to know what's coming and what to prepare for, whether that's proactively or defensively right, to right, do. I so I'm, I'm looking to put that out there as a
3: pretty neutral news source. So. Okay, well we'll sit at that right now. You send me uh you know, the, the, the press releases, we'll get you on. We'll talk about it. It'd be fun to talk about it. And I uh, look forward to having you back in the studio again in the near future. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks a lot. All right. Take we'll it. see you later. Roby Brock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He'll be back in the near future. Don't worry. We'll, we'll be talking. And, you know, I'm going to tell you what. We don't see eye to eye on politics, but that's okay. Do we not? <laughs> yeah, That's okay. It's all right. I just see whatever's going on out there. I know you do. You're probably, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most real reporters that are still out there. I appreciate that. All right. You're not an agenda guy. All right.
8: And no, I honestly I'm I have not. real I'm... problems
3: about yeah. that. Yeah.
8: Seriously, to me, it's I just want to know what's going on. So, yeah. And, uh, because that's what I'm trying to share with our audiences. This is what this person believes. This is what I'll have – Dan Sullivan on, and I'll have Joyce Elliott on, and it does. I just want to hear where they're going with their um, with their bills and what they've got, you know, lined up.
3: So I should get Joyce on again because I look. I put Democrats on as well as Republicans, mm-hmm. but I should get her on just to see what she's saying about her future. I really want to know what yeah. she what she's got in mind. You know, she'll tell you. I know she will. <laughs> she's really good about that. I like Joyce. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a I'm not a fan uh, politically of her, but I'm a fan. Personal, yeah. As far as well, that's as the choices. way it should be, though. I mean, people, we got to get politics. Don't
8: need to be, you know, do or die. It I, needs to be. Look, I don't spirited. walk around with a
3: hammer. Okay, just want everybody to know that That, that's not what I do. Nickname
8: Thor does not apply to you. Captain America. Yeah,
3: Yeah. you got that right. I try to give you as much information as I can so you can make a really good decision. As far as that, and I'll tell you that mine is basically going to lean heavily right. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, it don't call for the right for nothing. I mean, right is right, right? Okay, so we'll leave it at that. Thank you, Dave. I'll let you get down. All right. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, uh, tomorrow we've got, let's see, it's a Thursday, so Duck is going to stop by. Uh, Hans Spakowski is going to join with us from the Heritage Institute. We're going to talk about election integrity uh, tomorrow with him and uh, see what he has to say. And then Jimmy Cavan going to come on, and uh, he's got... Uh, you know he's starting to look like a, a scholar, isn't he? I mean, all the stuff that he's been talking about, dealing with uh, Mayor Scott, and suddenly uh, you got the uh, prosecuting attorney saying, "I'm tired of this stuff." And hey, I'm telling you, you guys got got to get things together. Or I'm going to want the you know I'm going to want the mayor in in court. I mean, I I hope Scott takes that seriously because Larry Jegley, I know that he won't be there in January. But if it, if he can drag you to court, he will. It's a, that's a man that I have a lot of respect for uh, as well as, as Larry Jagley. And, and, yeah, he's a, he's a Democrat, but I do have respect for him, just like I did for Doc. Uh, a lot of respect for him. I got to get Stewart and Doc on and ask them what we got to do to get Little Rock fixed up. Get Stuart and Doc on to talk about it because it sure ain't happening that right now. I'm just telling you. All right, a break, and then I'm back with you 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. Have a great afternoon.